0: that's the holy rosary that's the catholic faith the whole catholic faith is in it well i want to welcome you all to another daily decade your rosary on the road looks like something malfunctioned with the last uh... show the uh... i not look like anybody's actually listened to it i'm not sure why well i 'm looking into it to figure out if you haven't if you didn 't have access to the last recording and I hope that you have access to this recording i 'll try to make sure that I get them all up uh I may be having some malfunctions with uh anchor again it 's not the first time that it 's happened uh i 'm looking for a new platform again to try to do this somewhere else where i 'm not going to have this issue but if you 're having issues with it uh just let me know we 'll get it um, I'll, I'll get it all fixed up. You can send it in an email to Daily requests at Proton.me or ProtonMail.com That's De- Decat D-E-C-A-D-E Requests in the plural at Proton.me M, M for Michael E for Elizabeth uh, You can also drop a line over on Telegram uh, I'm probably going to make a post about it on Telegram just to make sure that everybody's getting the recording uh, because like I said it's literally got 20 listens which is taking me greatly by surprise because normally I'm in the 300, 400s. It would be one thing if I said something to, you know, tick off a few people and then they stop listening. But to drop from 300 listens on average down to 20, it, that indicates something technologically wrong, especially because that hasn't come up since Wednesday. So I'm looking into this to try to figure out what's causing the problem. Now, so drop a line on Telegram daily at the Daily Decade. Uh... To gab at the Daily Decad, uh, the Fediverse poa.st at the Daily Decad. That's on there too, um, and the website praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com. We have a prayer request today for Herbert, the repose of his soul. So we're going to pray for him. Uh, and of course, all of these means were, that I've just listed to tell me what's going on, if, you, if you're if you having trouble with listening to the show, these are also means whereby you can get in touch, you can submit prayer requests. I've got prayer requests out until September 10th, um, I think it's actually, yeah, it's September 10th, but I am looking, I, I am missing Requiem prayers, so by all means, send your ancestors in for me to pray for, They they need the help, everybody does. So we're going to go ahead and uh, pray for Herbert today, but I, I encourage you to... And I've, got, I've actually got requiems for the next two Fridays. So it is, it is coming in. They are coming in. But I can always use more. They're the ones that I get the least and the least frequently. It's natural. You pray for the living rather than for the dead because you're living. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, good idea to submit those. So now let's go ahead and get our rosaries out, put ourselves in the presence of God and pray for Herbert. Today is the today we're going to pray in Latin, and today is the first sorrowful mystery. It is the first sorrowful mystery for some reason. I had it in my head that it was the second, but it is the first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. In nomine Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Credo in Deum, Patrim Omnipotentum, Creator Giliotere, in Jesum Christum, Filius de, eius Unicum, nominum nostrum qui conceptus est de Spiritus Sancto, natus ex Maria Virgine, passus sub Pontio Pilato, crucifixus, mortus et sepultus, descendit ad inferos. Tertiae die resurrexit a mortuis, ascendit ad celos sedet ad dexteram Dei Patris Omnipotentis, inde venturus ad iudicare vivos et mortuos. Credo in Spiritum Sanctum, Sanctum Ecclesium Catholicum, Sanctorum Communionum, Remissionem Peccatorum, Carnus Resurrectionum, et Vitam Eternum. Amen. Pater Nostra, qui es in Cedis, sanctificer in Omentum, adveni et Regnum Tum, via Voluntas Tua, sicur in Cedo et in Terra, Nostrum Quotidianum de Nobis Orie, et de Nobis Debita Nostra, sicur et nos Minimus Debitoribus Nostris, et ne nos inducas in Tentationem, sed Libera Nos Malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et Benedictus fructus ventris Tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria, Patria, Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicur ratum in principio, et nunc et semper, et in saeculo saeculorum. Amen. Primum, Mysterium Dolorosum, Agonia et Domini nostri, Jesu Christi in Horto. Pater nostra, qui es in ceri, sanctificere tuum, er vini ad regnum tuum, fia voluntas tua, sicud in et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et de nobis debita nostra, sicud et nos de minimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos malo. Amen. Nunca in mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia Plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et Benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora per nobis peccatoribus, nuncere in mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia Plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et Benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patria, Fidio Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sic erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater misericordiae, vita dulcedo et spes nostra. Salve, a te clamamus exultis filiæ vivi, at te suspiramus gementes et flentes in hac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilos tuos misericordes oculos ad nos converte, et jesum benedictum fructum ventris tui nobis post exilium ostende, o clemens, o pia, o dulcis Virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, sancta Dei genitrix, with digni officiamor permissionibus Christi. Aremus. Deus cuius in eginitris per vita mortem resurrectionum suam nobis salutis eterna premium comparavit, concide quesimus. Ud hec, Mysteria Sacritissima, Maria, Virginis Rosario, Recolentis and quod continent, et quod promitunt, assequamur, Perundum Christum Dominum Nostrum. Amen. Requiem Eternum, Dona ea, eis Domine, et lux perpetua, eis lucet, et requishat in pace. Sancti Micaeo defende nos in proelo, contra iniquitiam et insidias diabolii to presidium. Impera di Lididius supplices deprecamur, tuque princeps milite celestis, Satana, aliusque spiritus malignos, qui ad predizionam animaram pervagantur in mundo, divine virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Sacratissimum Curiezu, miserere nobis, Sacratissimum Curiezu, miserere nobis, Sacratissimum Curiezu, Ad regnum tuum omni spiritus sancti. Amen. Today's reflection is on the agony in the garden and you probably noticed a little skip here uh as a result of uh I, I prefer to do the latin recordings in an office or um where I can uh I hate to admit it, but have the prayer book to make sure I don't make the mistakes um, as I'm uh, going through some of the prayers. There are portions of two prayers in particular where I always end up uh, stumbling. And it disrupts the prayer that I'm having with everybody here who's listening if I stumble over the words and defeats the whole purpose of what it is that I'm trying to do. I found myself stumbling in the credo uh, for some reason. Uh, it, is, it always gives me trouble when I get to um, uh, Terzia Dei Resurrexi uh, the, um, the the He Shall Come Again it's Inde Venturis Judicare uh, Vivas et Mortuis but for some reason the Inde always gives me trouble unless I have it for, now of course right now I haven't record. I haven't prayed yet, and I'm remembering it now. So I probably ought to just go back and do the recording. But the other one is the uh, the prayer um, after the at the conclusion of the of the Rosary, the final um, oratio. Uh, that one, for some reason, that one it's it's kind of like the Saint Michael prayer. Saint Michael prayer is one of the I pray this prayer every single day. I've been praying it every single day for a couple of years, and for some reason. I cannot say that prayer without looking at a book. It's, I don't know why, but it just doesn't stick with me. It doesn't stay up there. The English I have memorized, and I've, I haven't been saying that for that much longer, but for some reason, and this one really gives me trouble because I get Sancte Mikhail Arcangale Defende no contra nis, in contra Nicodemus. N- there you go contra insidious nequisiam is the, is what it is but I stumble right there very right at the beginning of the prayer I always stumble so I suppose it's a, it's a good lesson not to get too discouraged if you stumble while you're praying uh, it's a uh, it's something that we, you know it's we pray these rote prayers because they are the prayers that are taught to us by Christ and by the Holy Church but it is something that requires effort to get them memorized and if it if you don't if you don't have them memorized yet it takes the humility to admit hey I don't I don't have this and I, I need the book to help me because uh, there are I I've, I've had the temptation myself and there are plenty of people who just think that they've got it memorized go and re- refuse to pick up the book and pray along with it because they feel confident they have it uh, there's a practice uh and i forget which saint it is it's one i i almost want to say it's one of the eastern fathers who remarks on reading prayers from a book being superior because then you in your prayer, it's not you praying, but you truly are extending your hand out for the church and for Christ to take your hand and lead you as you pray. And so having a book in front of you, having a book of prayers and reading the prayers as you pray rather than from memory is in fact a superior way to pray. It is a more humbling way to pray. It's a way to pray that is more in line with the mind of of the church. Now, Again, I don't know who's... I I know that that's not me. It's not original to me. Uh, And I myself don't use a a book to pray the rosary. I just have the prayers memorized. But that is... That's one of the assertions of the Eastern Fathers, that it is better to have uh, prayers written down in front of you. Now, anyway, that having been said, that's the reason why you're hearing the skipping among the different things. So we're going to get a very... Uh, quiet and probably very well produced rosary today, and then the rest of it you're going to get all the noise and the uh, clickety clanking and all of that in the background as I drive along and and talk, which was originally what this thing was. But all of that said, today's reflection is on the agony in the garden, and I think it's a a good. I think it's good to have a reflection on exactly what it illustrates for us in our spiritual life. Christ goes to the garden to prepare for the great work that he is about to do. Now there's a lesson on the interior life here and that is how many of us prepare ourselves before some great work or some minor work. You know we have Prayers of uh, Thanksgiving at Grace before meals. Why? Because what we are about to do is stop everything, sit down, and eat. And in the transition from this togetherness, because the the prayer is recorded, "Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts." It's not the assumption that's made is that you'll be eating together with other people. You won't be eating alone. It's a very rare thing in human society to eat alone. Our society has made it very common, but it's, it's, it's really an aberration. Human beings have always, from the dawn of time, broken bread with someone. They have shared meals with someone. And it's no surprise that the meal, the, the, the Last Supper, this moment of togetherness, is the moment at which the Eucharist is instituted, when Christ gives of himself completely to those around him in giving them his flesh and blood it's not a surprise that's what this idea is the lord's supper no (laughs) it's not the eucharist is not the lord's supper The, the eucharist is the eucharist the lord's supper is the last supper that's the moment at which that's the meal at which the togetherness of the meal is the appropriate time the perfect time since god is the one that chose that time to institute this great giving that takes place in the holy eucharist we are given christ in the flesh in the holy eucharist and it was done at the lord's supper because that union that communion is the perfect time for this to take place. So when we talk about the Eucharist and the Lord's Supper as as if they're interchangeable I think we lose some of the significance of what a meal is supposed to be to human beings and therefore what the Supper is supposed to be to Christians. That's a personal opinion theological opinion Uh, I know that it runs contrary to the Standing theology uh, in Rome, but there it is. Uh, it was not against the standing theology 50 years ago, so I refuse to believe that it's heresy. But nevertheless, there it is. That's about as as <laughs> that's about as rebellious as I'm willing to get. This meal is important. It's a moment of. Of togetherness it's a, when we, and when we say these prayers when we prepare for these works we are preparing for a great thing when we prepare for a meal that's why we say grace when we are doing other works holy works when I'm recording this prayer cast it is good to say a prayer or preparation beforehand to prepare yourself for this transition from one thing to another and always have God in your mind and have his hand in your hand or your hand in his hand as the case may be. And then it's not you but God that's doing all the work and then you can be guaranteed all the work will be good because God doesn't do bad work. By unifying ourselves to the divine will we prepare ourselves in a unique way to do the divine will. And so when Christ goes into the garden, what he's doing is he's making exactly this preparation. He is going inward. And he does the same thing when he fasts for 40 days in the desert. He goes out into the desert, fasts for 40 days in the desert, and then he begins his three years of ministry. And when we say fast, we mean fasted. He had nothing, ate nothing for all those 40 days in the desert. And the apostles come with him. He tries to teach them a lesson. He tries to bring them with him to be there and to see what he was doing so they too could prepare. Watch therefore, lest, for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. Watch therefore lest you enter into temptation. Now, what happens? Poor, poor Peter, he enters into temptation something awful. Now, we know that all of them fell asleep, but Peter's the one that ends up being reprimanded uh, in the the Scripture, probably because the Lord knew exactly what Peter was about to be subjected to. I mean, he does tell Peter that the devil would sift you as wheat but I have prayed for you. So he knows what's coming. He knows where the devil's going to try to hit Peter, and he tries to give Peter an opportunity to get ready for that. And Peter misses it, just completely misses it, falls asleep, doesn't pray, doesn't prepare himself at all, goes to undergo and begins to undergo this great suffering that he is going to share in as the Prince of the Apostles, and he falters and fails, and he denies Christ. He betrays Christ, in almost to the same degree that Judas betrays him. Now, for Judas, it was willing. For Peter, it was weakness. But nevertheless, the betrayal takes place. Now, we have a couple of different places in the Gospels where we see that the Lord turns on his apostles. He turns on them and says. We see it first in, uh, when Peter tries to deny the Passion and the Cross, He turns on him and says, get ye behind me, Satan. And then again, he's leaving the town of the Samaritans where they will not accept him. And Philip and, oh, I forget who it is, whether it's Jude. I think it's Philip and Thaddeus. It may be Philip and Andrew ask the Lord if he he would wish them to call down fire upon that city for rejecting him. And he turns on them and says, Ye know not of what spirit ye are. And then the last time that we encounter this is when Peter is in the hall uh, of the high priest's home and has denied Christ the third time, cursing as he does, swearing as he does so. Peter was a very foul-mouthed man. We've encountered that. He you know, he swear like a sailor. Uh, Peter is recounted in the Gospels as being very foul-mouthed, uh, even as an apostle prior to the resurrection. You don't hear it again after that. He, kind of, he cleans up his act after that point. But, but prior to that, he's known to curse and swear and, uh, and use profanities. Uh, and in this case, he was doing that and denying that he knew Christ. And Christ turns on him and this time he doesn't say a word and it converts Peter but Peter needs that forgiveness that conversion because he was not properly prepared in the garden and that's what the garden of of Gethsemane is that's what the agony is is a lesson to us for our preparation can you not watch an hour with me. He expresses disappointment and then he expresses, he doesn't actually rebuke them. He expresses disappointment and he expresses an instruction. He warns them, but he doesn't, he never actually rebukes them. And that's an interesting thing to observe. In our failure to prepare, we are warned and we disappoint. Uh, But in our failure to prayer, I, we don't necessarily sin. We fail to prevent sin, but we and we open ourselves to temptation. But this is part of the reason why uh, when you have confraternities like the Confraternity of the Holy Rosary or the Brown Scapular, the prayers that accompany them don't bind under sin. So in other words, if you join the Confraternity of the Holy Rosary, one of the obligations you have is to say a rosary every day. But if you don't say the rosary every day, if you miss a day, that's not binding under sin. Now neglecting prayer altogether is sinful because you're, you're violating the the uh, you're violating the first commandment. But this promise that you make to the confraternity doesn't bind under pain of sin. Why? Because this is part of your preparation. It's making you a better Christian. It is you in the garden praying before this work that you do, this work of sacrifice that you're supposed to do, because that all of us are supposed to do as Christians. Every single day of our life is supposed to be a crucifixion, a bearing of the cross. It's supposed to be a passion, a miniature passion in every moment. That's why we offer it to Christ, all of our suffering, all of our annoyances, all of our difficulties. You know, There's a great difference between the lacerations of Christ at the pillar and the dust that he gets in his eyes as he's walking on the way to Calvary. It's very different in degree In the same way that the petty annoyances of our day-to-day life is different than, say, God forbid, the loss of a child. But both are suffering that we are called upon to offer to Christ, to to unify ourselves to his sacrifice on the way to the cross. And we cannot do that at all if we do not have prayerful preparation. If we do not take the hand of God as he walks us up the path. And that's the whole point of the agony in the garden. And that's the whole point of what we do whenever we pray. And so when we reflect on the agony, it's a good opportunity for us to reflect also on our successes and our failures in our efforts to prepare for everything that we do by first approaching God and cultivating ourselves spiritually so that we can bring forth the most fruit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost Amen the moon is the symbol of Our Lady the moon is for those in darkness and I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her, who is the moon and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.